Welcome to Seymour, podcast about movies and TV. I'm Joan Gonzalez, and I'm so excited for this week's episode because it's my third. We've got a trilogy now. We've got a trilogy of Seymour episodes. It's also special for another reason. It's our 2019 Oscars pre-show. The Oscars are next Sunday at the time of this airing, and I am so ready for these hot takes. You're going to be hearing hot takes. You know, I want Seymour to be a platform for positivity and celebrating film uh, and TV, and the Oscars are supposed to celebrate film. I just need to address when they're absolutely not doing that or whether that's seemingly the case, and we'll see. And before we go through some of the nominations, I want to touch on the Oscars and kind of what they've been going through this year. And if you're into marketing, this is a masterclass of how not to market because they have walked back on every decision it's, it's very hard to tell what kind of show they want to have. And I don't think they know what kind of show they want. And they're just looking to please as many people as possible. And I think that's trickled into the nominations. This year we have a lot of nominations for Best Picture that gross very highly at the box office. In the Oscars' attempt to get the show down to three hours, they've tried to nix several categories uh, cinematography, film editing, live action short, makeup and hairstyling. They weren't going to air the winners of those categories. And that's just ludicrous for so many reasons. Cinematography, what is a film if not moving pictures, right? Makeup and hairstyling, that vice, a film nominated for best picture this year, does not work without the makeup and hairstyling department. It just doesn't. Moving on, I've obviously some drama with the host. Kevin Hart thing. Now I guess they're going to have a series of uh, celebrities present different awards or kind of intermittently show up during the award show. Not sure how that's going to work. And I don't know if they're sure how that's going to work either. Yeah, they've gone back on a lot of things. The popular movie award, that was a thing that they floated around. A lot of pushback there. And they've nixed that too. And they were also only going to show two performances for the best original songs. I think All the Stars with Kendrick Lamar and obviously Shallow. They've also nixed that and they're letting everyone perform. So, you know, this is just going to be a lighthearted episode. I want to talk about the nominations. But I think this is all worth saying because my perspective on award shows are kind of two sides of the same coin. And those sides are always struggling. One side is uh, I just don't care about award shows or put a lot of stake into the value of winning an award for art. Um, However, award shows can shine a light and give some recognition to films that would otherwise go unnoticed. And I also think that that can be very influential for first-time movie fans and being exposed to a variety of films that weren't airing in their area. And this is a great opportunity to really dive into that world of film and celebrate it and build and establish, you know, whatever taste you have or really find yourself as a film fan or or someone who aspires to make films. And I think that part of it is very beautiful. So all that being said, I think the nominations are important. And whether or not something wins or loses, that's all. There's an academy for that and it goes through, things go through their own process. I'm sure there are a lot of politics involved. I'd be naive to think otherwise, but... Yeah, so that's where I stand on the Oscars, all that. Maybe I'm speaking too early, but we will find out on Sunday. So, all of that being said, let's get into the nominations.
The first category is going to be Best Documentary Short, and the nominations are Black Sheep, Endgame, Lifeboat, A Night at the Garden, and Period, End of Sentence. And I'm going to be completely transparent. I have not seen any of these. If I have to randomly pick, I'm going to go with Period, End of Sentence, because that title technically has three periods in it. The word period, a period after that, and a period at the end of the sentence. So that is my vote. All right, and the next category is Best Live Action Short. The nominations are Detainment, uh, Fave, Marguerite, Marguerite, Mother, and Skin. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen any of these either. I promise this is the last category I'm <laughs> extremely unprepared for. Um, but my vote's going to go for Marguerite. Okay, we are finally in a category where I've seen all of the film's uh, Best Animated Short. The nominations are Animal Behavior, Bow, Late Afternoon, One Small Step, and Weekends. I actually think Bao's going to win. I think it's going to get the Pixar nom. I think it's the one that most people have seen. Uh, Bao aired before Incredibles 2, a movie that grossed really well. So I think most people have seen that one if they've seen any Best Animated Short. I would not be mad at that at all. It's a real tearjerker, as are most of these. Um, but I would have liked to see uh, Tweet Tweet by Zana Beckmom Betova get nominated. Uh, it's really great. It's about um, life, which is not the best summary at all, but it's symbolically representing a lifeline through a tightrope, somebody walking that tightrope and somebody being led by this little bird. So it's really sweet. The animation's great. Would have loved to see that get a nomination, but I think Bao's going to take it. And the next category is Best Film Editing. The nominations are Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. And uh, full disclosure, I've yet to see Black Klansman or Green Book at the time of this recording, after the show and during a post-show episode. I will have seen them and can give any updated opinions if it drastically changes my perception. Although I'm sure that carries very little weight after the show, but that being said, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, there's actually a really funny tweet going around about the editing in that film. I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, I won't get into that. But uh, Vice, while that certainly has its own style, I didn't think that propelled the story or elevated all the other aspects of the movie. And my pick is going to be the favorite. I'm a huge fan of this film. I think the cinematography is incredible, and the film editing does a great job of elevating the cinematography. The pace of the movie is great, um, especially during the first 20 minutes. So this could win the award for that alone. I remember watching it in the first 15, 20 minutes. The pacing was just fantastic. And for that reason, I'm going to give it my nomination for film editing. The next category is Best Visual Effects, and the nominations are Avengers, Infinity War, uh, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. Uh, this is interesting. Um, my vote is going to go for First Man. I, I don't know if that film got too much credit. You know, it didn't gross very well. But uh, it's got quite a bit of nominations. But I think visual effects would be be really special to win that one uh, because they did such a great job scaling in that movie. Really felt like Neil Armstrong, you know, strapped up, seated and just seeing, you know, through his perspective, through that like tiny window everything go wrong. When it wants to, it can just lunge into this visually spectacular experience. I think that the visual effects department did a great job capturing Josh Brolin's performance in Avengers and making it seem very human and real, despite being this like enormous giant pink 
you know, purple monster. The visual effects team should get just as much credit as the, you know, Josh Brolin's performance and the writers in making Thanos feel like this very human person or alien or, you know, destroyer of planets and humanity. And for that reason, I wouldn't be surprised if that actually won, but I would love to see First Man get the uh, recognition for visual effects. The next category is Best Production Design. The nominations are Black Panther, The Favorite, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, and Roma. The production design department of Mary Poppins Returns did a really good job in capturing the nostalgia of the original Mary Poppins film. My vote's going to go for The Favorite. I think the production design was incredible. Visually, everything about that movie worked for me. And the rooms that they walked us through and the corridors that we walked through with these characters were, I felt like they embodied so much of what, especially Emma Stone's character was thriving for and the kind of lifestyle that she wanted. And the film did a great job of visually portraying that. Every chance it got, this luxurious castle. And I really felt at home there by the end of the film. Uh, I felt like I knew every corridor, every secret corridor, every every bedroom. So I'd love to see the favorite take that one. I would not be surprised if Mary Poppins Returns uh, won that one. The next category is sound editing. The nominations are Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, and Roma. And I'm going to give it to Roma. I think the sound in this movie is masterful. They did a really great job portraying kind of the ambience of Mexico, the chatter going on by, you know, the little kids playing outside, uh, danger lurking around every corner, dogs barking. There were moments where I thought people were talking in the theater, and that was just (laughs) kind of uh, people talking in the movie off screen to the left. It just felt like a very real world. Um, I think First Man is also quite great in its sound editing. A lot of clicking and clacking and a lot of rattling. They rattled they rattled away and rattled the hell out of Ryan Gosling. Uh, and those sounds felt very real and tangible. And A Quiet Place, it's really cool to see that get a nomination. I've yet to see A Quiet Place. I hear it's good. But that movie doesn't work unless the sound editing is great. And it's awesome to see it get that recognition from the Academy. So, yeah. The next category is Best Sound Mixing. The nominations are Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, and A Star is Born. I'm going to give it to A Star is Born. They did a really great job of balancing a lot of different elements in one set location. So there was a scene where they were at a concert and the crowd is yelling. So that's one element. The band is also playing. That's another one. And then Bradley Cooper is talking to Lady Gaga, another one. And none of it felt artificial. It all felt very real and tangible and I felt like I was there and that the music was too loud and that I was trying to make out what they were saying because the audience was yelling and uh, did a really great job of putting me wherever these characters were in these very loud uh, locations. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, uh, Roma could also win it. Again, just a masterpiece in sound design in general, Uh, but I'd love to see A Star is Born get that recognition. The next category is Best Foreign Language Film, and the nominations are Capernaum, Cold War, Never Look Away, Roma, and Shoplifters. And as much as I would love to see Roma win this, my vote is going to go for Shoplifters, just because it didn't get nominated for anything else, and it was a great 
film about family and what that actually means, um, you know, and, and how we can kind of pick our own families. And and it's it was a really touching story in Japan, and that's not a location that I'm very familiar with uh, in both real life and film. So it was really refreshing to see that take from In This World. And I, I also saw on this list, I also saw Cold War, which is a Polish film. That's another great one. Uh, really intimate story about love and what it means to love and what that can do to us. So, yeah. The next category is Best Animated Feature. And the nominations are Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And this one isn't even close for me. I really really liked Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and would love it if this one walked away with the trophy. This film was way better than it had any right to be. And in a world where we have too many superhero films and way too many Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse found a way to make itself stand out by telling a very unique perspective on an origin story and what it means to actually be Spider-Man and that we can all be Spider-Man. The animation was like something I've never seen. For that alone, they should get the award, let alone the fact that they told a really great, tight, cohesive story and took these very wild concepts of like time travel and interdimensional travel and made it very, very accessible for a mainstream audience. And it never compromised. I feel like the movie never compromised in what kind of story it wanted to tell, how it wanted to feel, how it wanted to tell its message. And yeah. So I would love to see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse win this one. And the next category is Best Documentary Feature. The nominations are Free Solo, Hale County This Morning, This Evening, Mining the Gap, Of Fathers and Sons, and RBG. And I haven't seen any of these. The only documentary I saw last year that I really liked was uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor. That was Morgan Neville, and I'm surprised that that didn't get a nomination and um, while I haven't seen Three Identical Strangers, uh, Tim Wardle's film, I am also surprised that that didn't get a nomination based on, you know, I know a lot of people who've seen it and have really liked it and it's done really well. So really surprised at those two omissions of the ones that got nominated. I'm going to just blindly pick Free Solo because the trailer for that made me realize that I'm afraid of heights, something I didn't think I was. Yeah, it looks it's the one I'm, I'm most looking forward to seeing. So yeah, free solo. The next category is Best Original Score, and the nominations are Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, and Mary Poppins Returns. Um, I've yet to see, again, Black Klansman, so my pick is going to be If Beale Street Could Talk. I think this movie should have gotten way more love from the Academy, and it, it sounds like love, and it sounds like their love in the film, and it just always despite the kind of tragedy that is that movie, the score always reminds the viewer that their love will persist through whatever they're going through and will get them through it. I'm really trying not to spoil the movie. But yeah, I, I think that the score works really well there because it's always reminding the viewer about how real their love is. And in that way, it's very hopeful. So... Yeah, for those reasons, I will pick Beale Street. The next category is Best Original Song, and the nominations are All the Stars, Black Panther, um, I'll Fight, RBG, The Place Where 
Lost Things Go, Mary Poppins Returns, A Shallow, A Star is Born, and When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, I'm surprised that one got nominated. Uh, Not that I didn't like the song at all, but it's cool to see that movie get some love. My pick is going to go for Shallow. I don't think it's, I think it's a two horse race here. I think it's either going to be Shallow or All the Stars, both great songs. And I think that Shallow is going to, going to win it. I mean, it's, it's the backbone of the film and I don't think the film works as well without Shallow. Uh, Whereas Black Panther had a pretty great original soundtrack all the way through with a handful of songs that could have, uh, I feel like you could have swapped out and made it onto this list, but Shallow is kind of the backbone of A Star is Born and is kind of the, carries just all of the emotional weight of that movie. And it's one of the reasons that the movie works really well and touches the heartstrings. So uh, it's just integral to the film. I absolutely think that Shallow is going to win. Best Cinematography. And the nominations are The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, A Star is Born, and Cold War. My vote is definitely going to go to Roma. Alfonso, it's incredible that he both wrote, directed, shot, and edited this film. And he did all of those things at the highest level. Uh, The cinematography is incredible. We've got his signature long takes, his pans. Um, Yeah, it's just, it really stuck with me. There's a tension to how he kind of lays out the film and how he shot it. And he's slowly revealing different parts of, you know, if you're in the house, he's slowly revealing different rooms with these long takes. He he likes to hang on to shots. He just does all of these little tricks with how things unravel on screen by themselves and how much emotion he can evoke through just tilting the camera a little to the left or a little to the right. And I say all of this without mentioning how stunning his portrayal of Mexico is, how real it feels, how beautiful he chooses to shoot it without hiding anything or fabricating anything. It's it's really marvelous. All right, the next category is Best Costume Design, and the nominations are The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots, which I have not seen. I think this is, for me, it's between The Favorite and Black Panther. The Favorite, um, while the costume design elevated the rest of the film in ways that, uh, very similarly to the production design, I feel very similarly about those two things. I think they go hand in hand. And Black Panther, I would not be surprised if Black Panther took it just because the superhero landscape and those superhero movies, we haven't ever seen anything like this. So like culturally powerful, futuristic, but carry a bunch of history in this world that feels very lived in. And so yeah, for those reasons, I think it's between Black Panther and The Favorite. I think those two stood out a bit more uh, than the rest of the pack. Next up is the uh, Best Makeup and Hairstyling. The nominations are Border, Mary Queen of Scots, which I've not seen, and Vice. And I think Vice is going to take it. Again, Vice doesn't work without best makeup and hairstyling. Uh, It's very symbiotic to Christian Bale's role. And I just think it'd be really nice to see the makeup and hairstyling department get the recognition that I feel they deserve for Vice and all the buzz that Vice has. and, And just some of the credit for Christian Bale's very popular performance. The next category is Best Adapted Screenplay, and the nominations are Star is Born, uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, and Can You Ever Forgive Me? 
I've seen all these movies, uh, excluding Black Klansman. I would like to see Beale Street take it. It did not get nominated for Best Picture. I'd love to see Barry Jenkins take home another Oscar. However, I can also see A Star is Born winning it, uh, especially if it doesn't get some of these previous awards. And if it doesn't win Best Picture, I can see it taking Best Adapted Screenplay. But my prediction is if Beale Street could talk, and I'm also hoping that's the case based on what I've seen. Again, huge fan of that movie, and I would love to see it uh, take home the Best Adapted Screenplay. The next category is for Best Original Screenplay, and the nominations are The Favorite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. I would love to see First Reformed get some kind of award. I think it was worthy of many other nominations, but uh, I would also love to see, I think Roma and The Favorite here could also just kind of go head to head. Roma was such a personal film for Alfonso Cuaron, and to see him get a nomination for that is, I think that would go a really long way uh, beyond all of the technical aspects to sort of solidify the fact that he's also this great writer. I would love to see him win. The next category is Best Supporting Actor, and the nominations are Mahershala Ali, Adam Driver, Sam Elliott, Richard E. Grant, and Sam Rockwell, and the only performance I haven't seen, or I guess the two I haven't seen are Mahershala's and Adam Driver. Huge fan of both, and it's killing me that I haven't seen either of their performances. Honestly, I'm okay with anyone here. However, I have to say, how was Timothy Chalamet snubbed for a beautiful boy? I thought that he would not only get nominated, but that he would win this year, considering the fact that he got nominated for Best Lead last year for one of my favorite movies, Call Me By Your Name, but he didn't even get nominated. I think that's one of that's one of the biggest snubs, in my opinion, for this year's award, and I have to be vocal about it. I am so disappointed in the voting for that department, but I know there were a lot of other snubs that people have, you know, been very vocal about. That one, to me, was the biggest, and he'll be around for a long time. As far as my prediction, I'm actually going to go with Sam Elliott for A Star is Born. I think his character was very likable. He had a couple of really great scenes. That's who I predict will win. I would love to see Adam Driver get his first, but Timothy Chalamet, man, they botched it. Should have gotten a nomination. Okay, the next category is Best Supporting Actress, and the nominees are Amy Adams, Marina de Davida, Regina King, Emma Stone, and Rachel Weisz, and they were all incredible. Both uh, actress categories were incredibly strong, and this one's tough. I think Either one of Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz, I think I'd be fine with either of them winning. I love to see their back and forth in the favorite. It really made the movie. If uh, Olivia Coleman could also win, if the three of them could just all win together, that'd be great. <laughs> that's impossible. So either one of them, I think that's going to be both my prediction and what I'm low-key rooting for. But it could honestly go either way. A lot of strong female performances this year all around. All right, the next category is Best Actor, and the nominations are Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, William Dafoe, Rami Malek, and Viggo Mortensen. And I would actually like to see Bradley Cooper win. I think he got snubbed for a nomination in the Best Directors Department. Spoiler alert for a later section. And I think that he did a really great job with this role. I'm going to be completely honest, I did not know he could sing like that. He sung the hell out of that role, and I really believe that he was this character. And any chance that the character had to 
break any kind of stereotype that I assumed. Uh, he did a great job of that, obviously, that great credit to some of the writing. But I think he really embodied this character, made this character very likable, very relatable, even though I have nothing in common with that character. And yeah, it was just a very dynamic performance. I think he brought the best out of Lady Gaga, and I think she brought the best out of him too. That being said, if I had a vote, I think I actually think it's between him and Christian Bale. I know the body transformation thing, that was a huge deal. I think he's got a great shot at winning it too. I can also see Rami Malek. I mean, he's got a lot of buzz going on right now, and he's won at several other shows. But if I had a pick, I would pick Bradley Cooper. The next category is Best Actress, and the nominees are Yalitza Aparicio, Glenn Close, Olivia Colman, Lady Gaga, and Melissa McCarthy. I have no idea how they're going to decide who's going to win this. <laughs> when at the, I should say at the time of the recording, I've yet to see The Wife. I have no words for this guy. I don't even want to make a prediction because I'm just it could go either way. It just depends on what they're feeling that night. I think they should all win the award. But if I had to pick who I think will win, preference aside, I think Lady Gaga's going to win it for A Star is Born. Either Lady Gaga or Olivia Colman. I would like to see Yelita Aparicio. Now that I'm looking at the list, I would just kind of default to like a new face. She was incredible. The next category is Best Director. And the nominees are Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Adam McKay for Vice, Powell Palakowski for Cold War. Yeah, this is, I think Alfonso should take this one. Him or Yorgos, again, depends on how the best picture plays out and the flow of everything. I think Alfonso will win this one, and I think he should. I think Roma is the culmination of his life's work, and it shows in so many different ways. I think you can make a case that he could have won every award that he was nominated for, and the fact that he wrote, directed, shot and edited the film himself is absolutely incredible with mostly completely new talent uh, in front of the camera working as a director and getting those performances those oscar worthy performances out of all of his actors it's absolutely remarkable and finally best picture and the nominations are black panther black klansman bohemian rhapsody the favorite roma green book a star is born and vice and my pick for the best picture, it's going to be Roma. I think Roma and The Favorite kind of separate themselves from the rest of the pack, from just a technical standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint, from everything we've been through as far as, you know, these nominations. I think you can kind of see a pattern of these are clearly my two favorite, personally, my two favorite films of the year. And either of them winning would be incredible. I actually think that I, I spoke to Jack, who's one of the co-founders of cesspool and he kind of changed my mind on this i thought it was a two-horse race either the favorite aroma but he totally convinced me that this could go anyway and again that thing i've been talking about the flow of the awards and what the oscars intentions are with this year's awards and what they want to celebrate and how they want to celebrate it i think it can honestly go either way so my vote is roma i'm going to predict that they're going to pick roma and we'll see what happens <music> That's this week's episode. Uh, if you like what you heard, subscribe. If you don't, don't subscribe and comment something very mean about my voice. Anything you want. It's all free game. 
This is just one of Cesspool's many shows. Cesspool's a podcast network with a variety of different shows, one coming out each day of the week, except for Sunday. Yeah, we'll be back next week. You can follow Cesspool Network on Instagram and Twitter at Cesspool Network. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Juwan underscore Chirps or on Instagram, Juwan underscore Snaps. Or you can follow me on Letterboxd to track what I watch at uh, Juwan Gonzalez. See you next week.